Ayop Midok, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayop Midok means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short. Let's crack on. And today's episode is brought to you by a story that fundamentally changed my life about 20 years ago, which I'll get to in a second. First of all, let's give you a little analogy. So essentially, the human being is a huge filtering instrument. So so what we do as a human being, if you're lucky, you've got five senses. I mean, some people will argue you've got more than five, but let's go with the standard five, which is sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell. And what we do is we switch those senses on, and that's how we make sense of the world out there, right? Um... And let's assume, for ease of understanding, that there's we are bombarded, we are literally bombarded with information and data. And of course, the human being can't take all that information on. So let's assume that there are a million things happening to you every single second, a million places where your attention could go. But you can't take in a million pieces of data, otherwise you'd go mad. You'd be like sitting in a corner drooling and then and, and going, you literally, we can't cope with a million pieces of information. So what the human being does is we hone that down, we filter that down to something more manageable, which is, let's say, for ease of understanding, a hundred pieces of information. So we process the hundred out of the million. Now, the analogy is, imagine if you were standing in a room and all of a sudden um, I pull a lever and a million straws fall from the ceiling. So drinking straws, they're not going to hurt you, but literally in this one second, a million straws are going to fall from the ceiling. So after three, one, two, three, I pull the lever, whoosh, down come the straws. Right. So, And your challenge, of course, is to catch as many straws as you can before the straws hit the ground. And of course, you're overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, it's like an it's like an avalanche of straws. What you're going to do is just reach out and grab as many as you can in the second that you've got. Time up. I blow my whistle, time up. You look round now, you are surrounded by straws that have hit the ground. But you've got your little handful and armful here. If we cleared a space on the table and we counted the ones you've caught, then I'm suggesting you've caught a hundred straws. Okay? Now that hundred straws, bear with me, right? I'm going somewhere with this, represents your version of right now. That is your version of conscious reality. That's what you can see and hear and experience right now. That straws gives you now. Okay? But imagine if we did exactly the same thing. So um, you're in a room, I'm about to pull a lever after three, one, two, three. I pull the lever, a million straws come down, but this time you did something different. You you did a mad sort of Superman, Superwoman leap to the side of the room and while you were leaping, you reached out your arms and you grabbed another handful, armful of straws. Again, I'll blow my whistle after a second. Whistle's gone. You stand up, have a look round at all the straws. I know it's a weird story, but just bear with me. And again, you're knee-deep in straws that you've missed, but you've caught your armful, you've caught your selection from over this side of the room. If you clear a space on the table and you count those straws up, again, you've caught a 100 straws. But a different 100 straws to the ones previously, and therefore, dear listener, a slightly different version of right now. Okay, now hold that in your head for a second. Here's a story that fundamentally kickstarted my life. 
Yeah, I read it originally in a book around NLP called, uh, by Joseph O'Connor. The book was kind of okay, but this story just did rock my world. And it's a very simple story. I do, re I do write about it a couple of times in my books, but here we go. It's about a little boy, and the little boy goes to his mum and he says, Mummy, Mummy, what's positive psychology like you would? And his mum says, well, you see Grandad sitting over there watching TV. Go and ask Grandad granddad about his arthritis and when your granddad starts to tell you about his arthritis make sure that he doesn't miss any of his aches and pains out okay off you trot so the little boy says oh, okay it's a bit strange but he goes through the kitchen he goes into the lounge where his granddad his grandpa's sitting there watching tv sitting in the armchair and he says to granddad he says granddad granddad he says can you tell me about your arthritis and when you start telling me make sure you don't miss any of your aches and pains out so you have to picture the scene, but the old man, ooh, crikey, mate, he, he closes his eyes, he, he, he winces, he's got this pained look on his face, he sinks back into his chair and he says, oh my gosh, arthritis, he says, where do I start? He says, I suppose you, what you need to know, lad, is that I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. So it's all right when you're young, like you, you don't know you've got this, but when you get older, your joints start to swell up. It's what arthritis, swelling of the joints. Everywhere, oh, he says, my toes are hurting, my ankles are sore, my knees are creaking, my hips are bad, my elbows. He says, my wrists are swollen. And he says, look at this. He holds his hands out and he's got arthritic knuckles. So he's like, his hands are all sort of, his fingers aren't straight. So he says, look at these old man's hands. He says, where have they, I can't believe they're actually my hands, where have they come from? He says, it's so painful now, I literally can't straighten my fingers, it's so painful, I can't grip anything. So when your mum makes me a cup of tea, I have to actually hold the cup of tea in two hands, and, 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 then, and then at meals time, let me tell you this young lad, he says, at meal times, because I can't hold a knife and fork very well, your mum, she has to cut my meal up like in little pieces in the kitchen and deliver it to me, so I can just stab it and eat it. He says, because she basically... I can't really eat properly either. He says, I lay in bed this morning and I listened to the rain outside and I felt all the pain in all my joints. And he says, do you know what, lad? I thought, why bother? Why even bother getting out of bed at all? There isn't any point, is there? So the little fella says, oh, thanks, Grandad. <laughs> he says, that's really good. Thanks for explaining what arthritis is. He trots back into the kitchen to see his mum. He says, mummy, mummy. He says, Grandad says his arthritis is really painful. He's like, his joints have swelled up. He's got he's got swollen wrists and bad knees and creaky, creaky joints. And he's got these old man's hands. He can't even straighten his fingers. I've never noticed before. And he says, you have to make, when you make him a cup of tea, he holds it in two hands. And he let me into a secret. He says, you cut his dinner up in the kitchen like he's a baby. She says, that's brilliant research. Right, she says, now, go and ask your granddad about the best holiday he's ever had. So a little boy trots back through the kitchen into the lounge where his grandpa's sitting watching TV again. He says, granddad, granddad, he says, tell me about the best holiday you've ever had. And again, you have to, you kind of have to picture it, but the, the old boy sits bolt upright, right, with a spark in his eye and a big smile etched across his face. And he's, um, he rubs his hands together and he says, oh my gosh, he says, holidays. Ooh, we've had so many good holidays over the years. Where do I start? He says, I think the best one, you want to know about the best one? I think that would be Blackpool in 1956. He says, could you know what, son? That's the year that I met your grandma. And that's pretty much the end of the story right and it's not some riotous hilarious story but it had a huge impact on me because for me if you think about it let's just unpick that story super quickly all right if look, what's that story really about what how did how did we change granddad what did we do to granddad okay and I would put to you the only thing that we did to granddad well it wasn't even granddad that changed right it was the little boy that changed but what did the little boy do to change granddad he asked him a question 
He just changed the language. He went from a tell me about your arthritis, which is an open goal to tell me about your aches and pains, to tell me about the best holiday I've ever had, which takes Grandad immediately to a different place in the moment. Takes him back to 1956, but it doesn't matter because he's happy now thinking about 1956 because it was epic. Now, is Grandad cured of his arthritis? Of course he's not. Is it going to come back? Well, it's still there. He's not cured at all. But I'm hoping you can see in that really powerful story is that Grandad's reality has changed in this moment. If you go back to what I started with, Grandad has caught a different 100 straws. He's caught positive straws. He's caught straws that have made him alive. And the impact has been immense. He's changed his body language. He's changed his, he's changed his attitude. He's changed his memories. All because we changed his thinking. How did we change his thinking? By asking a better question. Now that literally got me thinking about, oh my gosh, how often do I literally ask my own granddad the wrong question? All right, and I'm getting the worst out of him because I'm asking the wrong question. And then more sort of, if you if you widen that out a little bit, is how often do I talk to my kids and my family in the wrong way? I'm asking the wrong question and getting a negative. And I realized in that moment, reading that story, that that was change was really about me upgrading me. And I think that story goes back to the birth of the art of being brilliant. So until next time, dear listener, happy question asking. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. (laughs) Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.